Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side. Today we're going to share an experience that was shared with me by a listener, and I briefly mentioned it yesterday um, because we talked about how... um, there is sometimes an apparent contradiction between what some people say about God's, you know, mercy and justice versus what others say about it. And we talked a little bit about how listening to and understanding both types of experiences can help us to recognize that both that God is just and God is merciful, that he loves every one of us, that this is safe for us to be in this life and be doing what we're doing. But it is very, very important that we do what we're here to do, that we strive to seek Him and so forth. And, you know, I'm sorry if this sounds like a a religious indoctrination thing. I don't intend it that way. But um, I am finding in these near-death experiences some patterns that... uh, of, of what people have learned from the experiences that I think are incredibly valuable to us as individuals. And though we have differing opinions about what it means or how to best go about serving God and so forth, I think it's very valuable to study these experiences because we're getting glimpses of the other side. This experience is particularly unique because rather than being based on a near-death experience, it is on the experience of remembering pre-birth experiences, which is so cool. I've heard of this, and I've heard of several people having these kinds of experiences, but this is wonderfully and beautifully detailed. And uh, the girl who's sharing it, she is very shy about sharing this because it's incredibly personal. She She's trying to um, push her blog and, and some and some different things, and she's afraid that by sharing this, that she's going to estrange her audience. And so she's like, I'm putting myself on a limb here. I'm not out to get attention from this. I'm afraid that you're going to think I'm crazy now, and I'm going to lose my audience just by sharing this. But I've got to. I've got to share this. And so, you know, I'm sorry for putting all this commentary before the the uh, uh, actual experience, but let's let's now go into the experience. And this experience is by a girl named Melissa, who has a YouTube channel called Love Covered Life. And she also has a blog that is lovecovering.wordpress.com. And I recommend that you check out her stuff because it's very interesting and, and these perspectives are incredible. So, like I said, let's go into the experience. This is Melissa. And you may want to turn up your volume a little bit. She does talk very quietly. I've maxed out the volume on my end of things. So this is as loud as I can get it. But you may want to turn up your volume at this time. With Love Covered Life. I'm testing out a new uh, camera. This is actually my husband's camera that he's had for quite a while. So we'll see how this goes. Anyway, today I am going to share some very personal stories. And I'll be really honest right up front and say this is scary for me. I was raised in the Christian church. I still am a Christian and I'm fully aware that by me sharing the things I'm going to share in this video today, I could lose the respect of a lot of people. 
also I, I'm fully aware that this could affect me in the future as I grow this channel and um, I'm working on children's devotionals to publish on Amazon and I'm fully aware that putting this out there could affect that negatively so I have nothing to gain by sharing this except for the burning desire that I have to tell the truth that I have to share my story this has been in my heart for the past several years and I've been really putting it off I guess I've written about it I have written about it and have not received a very positive response from it there's only a couple of people who are very close to me who have reacted positively to this aspect of my story but I am going to share it because it is true <laughs> this is the truth and of what has happened to me and the memories and experiences that I've had in my life and um, honestly I'm not the only one I, okay I've never had a near-death experience because I've never died um, but my experiences and my memories are very similar and they say that there's 700 and some people a day who experience a near-death experience in some way shape or form so I know I'm not the only one and um, people people need to hear so here I go so I'm just gonna start with my earliest memories I guess I have always had some memories that are not memories that I've been able to talk about because they were just not accepted with the belief system that I was raised with so the most prominent one that I can think of is that I've known for my entire life since I was a very young child and this is where you guys are gonna start thinking that I'm crazy and probably shut this video off but I've known, I have always known that I picked my hair color. Okay, I've always known that I picked my red hair. I asked God for red hair and I asked him for red hair because red is the color of passion and love. And I wanted to be reminded, I don't know what the reason was, I cannot remember most of the details, but I, I remember that I felt I would need to be reminded of my purpose and that it had to do with unconditional love and loving people passionately even when it was going to be very hard and I have a memory of being in another place I'm gonna describe it it was a space I don't want to say a room because there was no top bottom or sides that I could see but it was a space and it was filled with lights many of them were little golden lights because they were farther away from me but the space was filled with golden lights and they were beings whether they were angels or other human spirits I don't know but the space was filled with them and I was in the presence of God and God appeared to me in that space as a giant 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 white light and I mean giant I was like a speck in front of him and I did not have a body I was a light myself and I was in front of him and he huge and we were talking about my life on earth that I was getting ready to go experience and I want to say that it was already planned that I had already been through the planning process and now I was in the presence of God 
to go over the details and just, I don't know, get his final okay on what was going to happen. And over to my left, there was this, I don't know, I, I don't know what to call it, I don't know, it, it, it's, we would call it like a screen, but in the screen I could see earth, and I could see the physical reality of earth and the solar system surrounding earth, and I could also see what was going to be my life playing out, and it was kind of like we would go on a computer today and tweak the details of like a video or something, and we were tweaking the details of my life and what was going to happen and just getting everything set, going over the important things that I was going to need to remember, and I told God, I asked him if I could have red hair because I wanted to be reminded of that I thought that for some reason it would help me remember what I was there to do. I thought there was going to be a chance that I was going to forget something important and that my red hair would remind me. Well, it always has because I've always had this memory that my red hair represents the passion that I'm supposed to live my life with and that there's going to be certain people in my life that I'm going to be tempted to give up on, but I am supposed to love them unconditionally. And that's always been connected to my hair like this. Is the physical reminder this color is the physical reminder of what I have inside and how I'm supposed to live but I don't cut it and I don't dye it I have no desire to because this is what I wanted it's what I asked for and I was given this hair color for a reason that's the first crazy story uh, if, if you're with me at this point I I commend you for that so aside from that I also had a lot more memories that were a lot more vague um, and by vague I mean just harder to remember the details of and not as concrete um, because it, they did not take place in a, a physical space so for as long as I can remember I've had memories of a different place a place that was made entirely out of light and I'm gonna do my best you can ask my mom about this because I talked to her about this when I was a little girl. I talked about the place that was made of light and all this stuff and she thought I was just making things up. So if you need confirmation that this is actually a real thing, you can ask her. I'm going to try my best to describe this, but it is very, very difficult to describe in terms of things that we understand here on Earth. So it was, everything was light. The beings were made of light. There was nothing physical, nothing that you could like touch and come um, meet up resistance with, like in the physical world. It was all energy. So people, when they, if you touched hands with another person, then it would meld and it would flow in and out like steam or or even water uh, blends together. So people were individual, but they were also part of one great whole. And um, so the light was not just light, like we experienced physical light, it was also many other things. So you could see the light, you could hear the light, and it was the most beautiful multi-dimensional music that you cannot, the closest that I can come to describing what that kind of music was, was go on Pandora and put on the ambient station 
and listen to that and imagine it with a hundred million more notes going on is it was like that type of music except it was multi-dimensional it had so much more to it but the thing about it was that it, the music and the light were not separate they were one in the same thing so you're seeing it and you're hearing it and it went into you and became a part of you and when you felt it in your heart it was also love and peace and well-being and comfort and security imagine being a newborn baby cradled in your mother's arms and knowing that you are safe before you understand any that there's anything bad in the world just the ultimate well-being and security that's what it felt like and that was the reality and and you understand when you're in that place that that is all there is that the darkness and the evil and everything that's wrong in the universe god uses it for a reason and I don't know what all those reasons are. I know here on earth it has to do with our spiritual growth. But it is not the reality. The reality is love. Love, security, safety, comfort in the arms of God. We are all held in his arms whether we can see it here or not. This is the illusion. The reality is the love. And I have many memories that are hard to describe in this place one of them that i have remembered ever since i was a child although i did not remember it physically it's more of a knowing in my spirit that i had experienced this was i was in a place and there were many other children there i was a child and i was there with many other children and jesus was there and angels were there and the song Jesus Loves Me, this I know. I've always known that I had experienced that before and that's how I knew that it was real because I had already experienced it because the love of Jesus, I just, there are no earthly words to describe it, but it's, I see his face and he was smiling and the love was joy and it was peace and it was this deep sense of well-being and security when he was so happy with us and nothing that we would ever do would ever change that or could ever take us out of his arms and his happiness and his love was the light and he was made of light and i'm going to try to describe this at like i said before everything was light we were light the children were light jesus was light the angels were light the joy was light and it was everywhere. It was in them and it was in the air and everything was light. This one thing flowing into another was this living golden white light. And you could feel it. And the best way that I can describe it is when you're at a pool or at the beach on a hot, hot day. And you can just feel the heat surrounding you. Or when you're in a hot shower and the in that room you can just feel it everywhere that's what it was like it was a real thing that you could feel except not uncomfortably hot but it was a real thing it was the light and the love and the joy and the feeling of security and safety that was just it was a real thing in the air like steam or heat that was around you everywhere you could feel it and it went inside your heart and you knew that everything was going to be okay and everything fine and you just had the freedom to just laugh and, and you were so innocent and you 
just no matter what mistakes you have made, and I always have the sense that I had have made mistakes in my past, and I don't know what that past was or what the mistakes were, but they were already forgiven, and there was nothing to worry about, and everything was okay, and everything was right, and it was this real tangible thing, that rightness, and that knowing that everything was okay. You could feel that on you and around you and in you, and it was coming off through the parents, coming off of the children. And that's the best I can describe it, even though I know that probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There were angels there, also what we would call angels in this world, but they were beings, powerful, powerful beings of light. And they fought against the darkness in the world, but they did not fight with pain against pain and death against death like we do. In this world, when we fight wars, they carried swords of light, pure light, and they defeated evil with love by doing whatever it is that angels do in their realm to help humans here in this realm, to help them understand unconditional love and to heal broken hearts and to help families love each other. And, and they, they fight the darkness in the world by bringing loving and healing hearts and healing families, and that's how evil is overcome. Evil is overcome with good. Hatred is overcome with love. And that's how these powerful, 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 majestic, warrior, angel beings, that's what they were doing. They were defeating evil in the universe by overcoming it with love and helping humans here on earth to understand the power of love. So that's a memory I have. Another one that I have is just of being with this, a female being who, was she an angel maybe? We would call her an angel in this world I think, but again, I was, I was little. I, I remember feeling as if I was a child or a baby and she was so large compared to me and I just remember she was entirely made of this multi-dimensional, multi-colored light and and she, it was like steam is the best way that I can try to describe it but it was light and she was just flowing and her hair was flowing and the light was flowing in her and out of her and into me and merging with the air around her which was light and me which was light and then everything was light and I was with her for a long time. I don't know if she was like a teacher of mine or something, but I was with her, just held in her lap for, I don't know, it could have been years. I was learning from her. And then I remember leaving. It's just a random memory I have. I don't remember what happened before or after. Now, my dad, once I came in, I know this sounds crazy, but this, <laughs> this was my memories. Once I came into this world, I confused the two realms for a while. Um, I remember being aware for a period of time after I was born into this world that the light and love were the reality, even in the physical world, and being aware that the love of God was flowing to me through the sun and the trees and the plants and the wind and the song of the birds. And I, I confused my parents, my mom and dad, specifically my dad, as I grew older with 
the love that I had known from the other side, the love from God, my creator, and the angelic beings, and Jesus, who I had been with. And my dad became the closest thing to me in this world to God and to the love that I had known on the other side. And the reason for that is because he's very gentle. He's a quiet man, but he's very gentle and very loving. And he also taught me about God. He taught me very early on the names of God in Hebrew. He taught me El Shaddai, which he told me meant God that is more than enough. Well, there's some debate on what the meaning of that name actually is, but that's what my dad taught me. And when he taught me that as a very young child under the age of five, it started bringing back memories of things that I had known that, yes, I know this God who is more than enough. And I remembered these not physical pictures in my mind but impressions in my spirit of something that I had known before a love that you can't even begin to describe or comprehend in a different place where everything was made out of light and certain bible verses would remind me of that like the one that says God is light and in him is no darkness at all or the body returns to the dust and the spirit returns to God who gave it and it would make me remember yes spirit returned to God who gave it that means that we were with God before and that's just kind of what I I thought about as a child and as I grew older my and I I became very influenced early on by a lot of dark things that happened to me in my childhood which is not the point of this video and I began to bury these memories However, I always had this sense that there was something that I couldn't remember and something that I had known before and it had to do with God and I had to find it out and I had to remember. And my entire life became about that, about chasing that something that I had known before that I couldn't, I didn't know how to experience in this world. And I went through years and years of darkness and depression and then years and years of chasing spiritual experiences, trying to figure out what this was. And during that time, I had the most profound experience of my physical life here on earth. I was around the age of 19, and I was very, very depressed, suicidal at the time. And I was laying in bed one night, and I, this is after years of begging God and chasing God and trying to find out, okay, what is this that I'm remembering? I want to experience this again. I know it's real. And years of this. And then finally, one night, something did happen to me. I was laying in my bed. And all of a sudden, I was in a different dimension. Now, okay, I never opened my eyes to this entire experience. So I am not claiming to have left my body or anything crazy to have happened, but I, my eyes were closed the whole time. And again, these experiences very often are not physical, visual experiences, but they're a thousand times more real. And that's hard to understand if you've never experienced it. But, so I didn't need my eyes. Love, I was, I was, I was on my bed, and then the next second later, I was in an ocean of love. Love that the type of love that everybody in this world is chasing, um, trying to create in their relationships, and that's the type of love I'm talking about, like just an ocean of completely overwhelming and all-satisfying love, and to where you just want to soak in it, and you don't 
care. I mean, you could just die happy right there because that's all you ever wanted was to feel loved like that. And so I laid there in that love and it was just like waves, waves of love washing over me and through me. And it was like, I knew it was God. I did not need anybody to tell me because I remembered, I recognized this is God. This is what I have been chasing my entire life. And this is the being that I knew before that I remembered that I could not figure out how to find in this world. And I could not figure out how to experience it. And this is what I was looking for. And I knew him right away. And I say him, but anybody who's had an experience like that knows that it is the combination of father and mother. It's the male and the female because God doesn't have a gender. The Bible refers to God as a he um, because that's the best and closest description that we have for him. But it is everything. It's the love of a father and it is the love of a mother and it's the love of a child and the love of a best friend and a brother and a sister and it's all the loves that you could ever experience in this world they are all aspects of his love but it was the most intense love of like being a baby being in its mother's womb cared for and secure and nurtured and then being held and in his father's arms at the same time all of that and I remembered him and I was like I, I was like finally where have you been all these years and I was just taking in the experience nothing seemed strange to me at the time and then what happened is that I felt like again I never opened my eyes but I felt like my consciousness expanded out of my head and I went up above the earth and I had an experience that many thousands of other people have had when they've had near-death experiences where I felt the connection and the oneness to everyone and everything and I knew everything that there is to know in the universe and I asked questions about things I wanted to know the answer to and the an as soon as I asked the question as soon as I thought the question not only would the answer come to me but how that answer fit in with everything else in the universe and it was like I just kept expanding and expanding and expanding one question I'd get all these different answers and connections and those connections would lead to all these answers and connections and before I knew it I was like way out here and down here I could see everything like God's whole master plan I knew it and I had the keys and I will never forget that because in the experience I thought oh it's the key that unlocked all the mysteries of the universe and I knew what it was all about I knew the answer and the reason for everything and it all made so much sense and I remember that it was so much simpler than we make it with all of our religion and our philosophy and everything we do to try to understand life and God and it was so much simpler than that also as I was having this experience I came to the realization and the understanding and I was told by God that all the trouble that I had gotten into in my earthly life with my depression and my guilt and my shame that I was carrying around like a burden on my back everywhere that none of that was necessary that I was choosing to live that way and that I could choose to be free from it and that nothing that me or anybody else could 
ever choose to do in this life would ever separate us from his love and and this is what i was told that earth is a safe place for us to come and learn and make mistakes and make decisions and grow and connect with things and there's nothing that we can do here that is too big for god to handle that we are all held securely in his love regardless of what we do and that's not to say that there's not right and wrong or that there's not consequences for our choices but god is big enough to handle that and to meet each of us at our level of need and to help us work through whatever we need and it's not for us to worry about what anybody else is doing we need to focus on our own growth and the picture that i was given is still the best way for me to try to explain what this feeling was like is like when you're going on an airplane and it's cloudy and stormy out and then the airplane rises up above the clouds and all of a sudden you break through the clouds and you see the sun and you're looking down on the clouds and everything's bright and beautiful and sunny so in this experience it was like going up above the storm clouds of what exists here on earth with the evil and the darkness and everything bad that's down here coming up above the storm clouds and then the only difference is that you look from that perspective up there where I was looking down on the earth, the storm was an illusion and the earth was actually full of light and the light was the spiritual light that I had from my memories as a child. That the entire universe, whether spiritual or physical, is made out of the light of God, which is his love. Our universe is physically created out of the light and love of God. It is the physical reality. This table is made out of the love of God. This computer, this camera, this wall, you know, this dress, my hair, it is all made out of light. We can't see it here. It's part of the illusion of being here. But it is all made out of that living light, which is also music and love and peace and joy and everything good. And that is the reality of the universe. And we are here for a reason. For a very short time and this life is like a dream and we will wake up and go back to the real reality so that's what i was given and then i was told that i would not remember any of the questions i had asked or the master plan of god or the key or any of that that i was going to forget it when i went back in my head because the human brain and the consciousness that we have here at this level is not able to comprehend all of and so that's exactly what happened and it actually i came back down and i contracted it and then it was like it felt like i got sucked back into my head and then i was back in my bedroom again well the love the love stayed with me until i fell asleep and in the morning it had gone but i could still feel the glow around me for a couple days so that's the most profound experience that i've ever had in my physical life here and it has over the past few years, well, what happened is I didn't, I was still pretty immature when this experience happened. And what I did is I went out and tried to recreate the experience rather than remembering the lessons that I had learned. I was just so desperate to feel that love again. And I spent a lot of years chasing spiritual experiences trying to recreate that. But um, years later, I ended up. Re beginning to read and study near-death experiences and was completely shocked to find 
how many people have had similar experiences to me. And when I realized that, um, I started taking my experience seriously for the first time and realizing, okay, it wasn't just me. There are thousands, millions of other people out there who have experienced similar things. There's something to this. Yeah, it was a couple years ago that I really got into studying near-death experiences, and I've been studying them off and on for ever since then, but around Christmas time, I really kind of get back into it each year because it's just that time of year. We, we really set aside to focus more intensely on our faith, and that's God just feels more real to me during this time. Not that he doesn't feel real the rest of the year, but there's something just special about the Christmas season, and I kind of get stuck back into the whole NDE thing, listening to other people's stories. And so I just wanted to share my own. And I have written about these experiences also, and it may be easier to read me writing about them than listening to me talk about them because I tend to be better at writing than talking so I'll share the links in the description below so that's the truth about my experiences and my memories and I'll do another video sometime about how these experiences and memories of mine have impacted my life along with other NDE stories that I've read have impacted my life and the freedom and purpose that they've given me this video is long enough for today, so if you have experience of your own, please share. Feel free to share this video with anybody who needs hope. And be loved, be happy, be at peace, and I'll see you next time. Okay, and I forgot to acknowledge at the beginning, I wanted to thank Stephen for sending me this video, because this is one of the most in-depth pre-birth memory experiences that I've heard yet. Remarkable. There is another by uh, by Roy Mills, which I have yet to read the entire thing yet, but I've, I've uh, read a chapter and blown away by it. But uh, So that's another one you could look up. But uh, this is really cool and really interesting. And, and the description that she gives of her experiences um, from before this life match perfectly with what we hear in near-death experiences and uh, and the kinds of events that take place in them and the kind of insights that are gained from them is right along with it. I mean, it just goes right with it. I'm fascinated by this and it, it surprises me. It shouldn't surprise me anymore, but it surprises me how alike so many of these experiences are. And these people don't know each other. These people who are having these various experiences or memories or sometimes flashbacks of near-death experiences that they've long forgotten about and are now coming back to them, they often find out after the fact, after starting to tell people, and then somebody says, have you seen this and such website? Because it sounds a lot like your experience. And they go there and they're like, whoa, I'm not the only one. And this is this is right along uh, Melissa's experience, or Missy's experience, as she uh, calls herself. Uh, it goes right along with those kinds of experiences. How interesting and how fascinating. I, I, I wish we could uh, have an interview with, with her or with others who have had pre-birth memories, just because I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by that concept. I know that there are very, very few of us 
that are going to get the opportunity to remember before we came to this earth. But some people who have near-death experiences are given a memory during their experience um, where they see themselves coming to earth or they see their instruction just prior to coming. And it just it's just so fascinating. I mean, let's face it, this is cool stuff. So anyway, if you would like to support the podcast, you can do so by either going to patreon.com slash ndecast and becoming an ongoing monthly contributor, or you can purchase the book Life in the Spirit World. If you would like to contact the podcast, either share your own experience to uh, leave a comment or ask a question, you can do so by emailing neardeathexperiencepodcast at gmail.com or by calling 970-NDE-CAST. And also I wanted to emphasize that all of our past episodes, all of our episodes that are airing now, in case you're listening on iTunes or some other place, are all housed on neardeathexperiencepodcast.org. So uh, you can find everything that we've done um, on there. Other than, of course, the uh, uh, those who are contributing to the Patreon account, they have some exclusive content that they get, but everything else is on neardeathexperiencepodcast.org. And once again, thank you, you guys. Thank you so much, so much for listening. Thank you.